Father, it's an honor to come together in your name tonight. And Lord, we've come from all sorts of situations. We've been doing all sorts of things today. But we come now and we turn our attention to you. You are so worth our attention. And it's an honor tonight to be able to make you the focus. We want to lift you up. We want you to be glorified. We want you to be made famous. We desire to connect with you in a way tonight that's profound and it's life-changing. And Father, I ask that every person in this room tonight would consciously connect, would consciously interact with you, that we would know your presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and that we wouldn't limit you in any way or try to box you in any way. But you'd have your way in this gathering. Father, I pray that as the night goes on, we would have our spiritual ears on, we'd have our hearts wide open, and we'd hear what you want to say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I went to um, I went to Jay's soccer game yesterday morning, football game, and it was awesome. They won three 0 Pretty good, eh? It was, it was unbelievably good. Three 0 and um, actually, it was the easiest win of the season because the other team didn't show. Yeah. You get a 3-0 win when the other team doesn't show. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's a knockout competition too. Sweet. Through to the next round. Fantastic. But the point of telling you that is, I, I, reckon, I reckon heaven's turned up. I reckon heaven's turned up tonight. I reckon the angels are on the edge of their seats. Jesus is going, this is going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. And so I don't want heaven to win by default. We've got to turn up. The team's got to turn up tonight. So I really want to encourage you to to worship freely and to engage passionately with what Jesus is going to do. Is that all right? Great. I saw one, two, three, four people said that was okay. Is that all right with anyone else? Fantastic. Fantastic. So you got to talk, okay? The rules at night, nights have got a bit quiet in the like the feedback. You gotta talk. Actually, can I throw out a challenge? Why don't you interact back to the point okay. where someone's gotta say, can you just calm down, Peter? I can't get a word out. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be really good. Okay? Why don't we make that our goal on Sunday nights? Let's just be rowdy all the way. Very good. Right, you're getting the hint. Well, before we go too much further. If you're visiting with us tonight, it's great to have you here. I'm glad you chose to come tonight. Yeah, can we welcome the guests, please? Great. We are going to have a great time together. A couple of things, Jan, tell us about your afternoon next Saturday. Yes. Yes. Girls. Girls. We have a girls afternoon tea Saturday, 2.30 p.m. We have a professional uh, style consultant, image consultant coming in uh, to see us on Saturday. So I do need you to um, get your tickets tonight though because we have got caterers for our afternoon tea and I need to give them the numbers. So please um, come and see me afterwards if you want to 
grab some tickets, then that would be fantastic. 2.30 for any females, invite all your friends. She's gonna give us loads of different ideas. Did you get a flyer coming in the door? Okay, hope, um, if you have got a flyer, then grab a flyer and before you, it, it'll show you all the details there, but she'll give us lots of ideas. One of them is 40 outfits from 12 items of clothing. So just, if you just, just think 24 items of clothing, then 80 outfits. Or we can, you know, triple that, whatever. So, it's, yeah. So then we can go shopping. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah, so grab your tickets tonight. Thank you. We don't need to go shopping. The wardrobe's already full. Yes. But what you could do instead with the money is sell into Global Mission. Yeah. Yeah. Global Mission. Hey, so these cards are coming in thick and fast now. We've got 110 of them in. Um, I'm expecting 200 of these cards to come back in. So, like, there's often one card for a family or whatever. And if we have about 200 cards come in, we've probably got a pretty good representation of our faith family. One of the things we do at Activate Church, well, we do two things. What's the first one? Pray. Thank you. We pray. We pray. And what's the second one? Global missions. We do global missions together. And so, um, you know, how much you give is up to you but please be involved. Please be involved. It is what we do. We all do it together. We are making a difference all around the planet by doing this together. And um, this year we're going to be involved in, um, I might need some help, Thailand, Indonesia, Northern India, Southern India, Europe, China. Did I say Thailand? Oh, Vietnam. And so we're going to be involved planning churches, seeing people one to Christ. And this year we're lifting the profile a little. We're also going to be involved in New Zealand and Hamilton. And then this year we are also starting to push a little bit into the areas of education, uh, trafficking and slavery and poverty. That's really good, eh? That's cool. That's really cool. This is well. And, and the beauty is, if, if you put five bucks a week in this, that's $250 a year. If you spent that on coffee, you, you wouldn't even notice that's missing out of your coffee budget. Yet if you put $250 into Global Mission this year, there's going to be eternal consequences that go forever. That's pretty cool. And just think of all the calories you won't be carrying from the coffees. And we've got School of the Spirit coming up, 1st and 2nd of July. Um, make sure you get registered for that. It's going to be fantastic. There's limited spaces. Once it's full, it's full. And that'll be, that'll be that. Well, who's had a birthday or a celebration in the last week? Andrea. Andrea Marston, you are here this evening. Stand up, all on your own. Andrea Dodge this morning. Any other birthdays this week? None. None. There are no other birthdays. Are you serious? None. Well, Andrea, come and stand with me. Can I please have happy birthday? Because Andrea never stood up this morning, so we've got to make the most of it now. I'll stand with you. Okay, you've got to sing. Okay, give me a note. La, 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 la. Stand up. Come on, face Andrea. This is special for her. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Andrea. 
Oh, we never prayed for us. Stand up again. Let's pray. You can put Andrea in instead of family. Ready? Father, we thank you for Andrea. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, and protection over her this year. Activate your love and goodness through her. In Jesus' name, amen. You are most welcome. Thanks, team. Take it away. Hey, guys. Let's stand up and uh, let's just praise God with everything we have. Let's step into the river. Yeah.
that breaks everything. Not some things, not it may be finished. It is finished. See, when I think about what happened on the cross, it blows my mind. Someone died for me. Someone died for imperfect me. Someone so perfect took my place. Someone took the place of someone that thought they were worthless. Someone took the place of someone who didn't know if they could handle it. See, when he said it is finished, he didn't say that it is finished for today. He said it is finished. It's not happening tomorrow. It's finished. It's gone. You see, I can't imagine what it would have been like to sit at a table with Jesus the night before he went on a cross. Because this is the rabbi, the teacher that they had spent months, years following, learning from, watching him heal people that had no hope, people that were on deathbeds, people that in fact died. And this man was bringing them to life and then all of a sudden he had one more night, he hung on a cross, he looked up and muttered the words, it is finished. See, do you know how much you cost? See, next time you think you're not worth it, remember, you're to die for. It is finished. See, I've asked the, uh, the host team to come stand down the front here because I want, when, when communion happens, what I've prayed about, you know, what's been laid upon my heart is that you come up and you get the elements. And when you take the bread to remember Jesus' body and when you take the blood to remember, the, the juice to remember his blood, I want you to take it. But when you're finished, say to yourself, it is finished. Say to yourself that you're no longer going to deal with your earthly problems. You're no longer going to think, I'm not good enough. You're no longer going to think, how am I going to do that thing tomorrow? How am I going to get out of hospital? How am I going to get out of this or that or this or that? Because those words are the most important words you need to know. It is finished. take these elements tonight, let it not just be something we, we routinely do. Let it not just something we do religiously. But Father, we break that. Tonight, when we take these elements, we end everything that has stood before us. We say it is gone. It is history. For tonight, after these elements, we remember you. We remember why you died. Thank you, Lord.
with our worship and um, we're going to be seeing the beautiful exchange um, in the whole song so I encourage you guys to reflect to just sit and immerse yourselves in what's just been said in God's presence and um, just worship him in any way that you want to do um, you don't have to stand up you could lie on the floor you could on your seat, but yeah, I just encourage you guys to um, really soak in what Ash just shared, but also to um, listen to these words, because it's such a beautiful song, so...
we all stand. This band just, just keep jamming on there. You know what Pastor Sheridan said at the start is so true. Heaven can turn out but turn up, but sometimes we don't participate, we don't show up. And I think there's something powerful as we sing how holy our God is. Our hearts will sing how much we love Him as we declare that together. I don't want us to sing it. We've been reflecting on it. We've been uh, sitting in that, but now I actually want us to take up, take a bit of a stance. I want us to stand up and declare holy is our God. Holy is our God. Holy is He. My heart will sing. I don't know about you, but when I say that, my heart, there's something that bubbles out. My heart will sing. My heart will sing how holy you are. So Ben, hey, let's, let's keep rolling with that and uh, yeah, build it up. Let's go hard. Come on, guys. Let's participate. Let's go after this. Come on.
on, just begin to let it bubble forth. Holy are you, God. Just come on, begin to speak it out. Holy are you, God. Holy are you, God. You are mighty, God. We praise you. Exalted above all, God. We worship you, oh Lord. Come on, begin to let your lips, lips out, speak what your heart is declaring. Come on. Thank you, God. We exalt you above all. You are holy. You are mighty. You stand above. You are Lord of lords. We declare your mighty God above all else. He said the earth and place, Jesus. Praise your name, O oh God. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Mighty and holy. I feel like there's um, cobwebs that get blown out when you really declare who God is. When you praise God, it's like, you know, your soul gets cobwebs sometimes. Sometimes you just get a bit stuffy in there. And uh, we need a good praise session, a good worship session to shake that out. And, you know, moments like this is when it's not about, oh, cool, that's happening, but engaging and participating in it. And that's when you walk away and go, wow, I encountered God. That's incredible. Awesome. Thanks so much, band. You guys are incredible. Come on, let's give them a hand as they, as they go. Very cool. Hey, oh, great to see you all here tonight, Sunday evening, on a long weekend. Yeah, yeah, good to see you. It's awesome to be hanging out tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Isn't God good? Okay, okay, let, let's go, let's go, let's go, um, let's go back to basics. Uh, Sheridan, Pastor Sheridan set a really good ground for me. Yeah, come on, I like it. Um, he set a really good base because I, I was just a little bit hesitant because I wasn't sure where people would be at tonight. But um, I think the first time I spoke here, uh, I shared a, a couple of tips on how to respond. So I'm just going to just run over there just, just in case you've forgotten because, yeah, Nicole's got it. Um, I don't like speaking to brick walls. I don't, I don't know, but... This, this is, in a way, a conversation. And I don't want to really stand here and, and just... I, I could go talk to the wall, honestly. If, if you guys aren't going to respond, I could go preach to the wall. And it'd probably... It'd probably I'd, yeah, it'd be a good time. But here's a couple of tips. People are disagreeing with me, but I reckon I'd be all good. Here's a couple of tips. So if I say something, you're like, okay, yeah, he's, he's got a good point. You can say, come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, no, 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 that, that, that's, that's a bit too aggressive. Just tone it down. We're at beginner's level at the moment, so come on. Come on. It's good. Another one? It's good. It's good. Just, it's good. We're at beginner's, guys. Okay. Now, we're going to take it up a notch. So this is when you're like, wow, okay. He's really sought the Lord on this one. And that's when you, you just add a bit of pizzazz into it. So it's more of a, come on. So you get that, come on. No, come on. <laughs> and if I'm really hitting new levels with stuff, you can pull out the gold miner, which is say something else. Say something else. Because that, that shows me that you're well engaged, you're listening, and you want to hear what else I've got to say. So, Jan, I feel really, really on edge from you just yelling at me like that. My goodness. So, I'm inviting you, I'm encouraging you to respond. I don't want to talk to a brick wall. Cool? Yeah. Otherwise, 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 what will happen is I'll start talking to myself like, yeah, that's good, Peter. Yeah, come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, come on. Uh, that's good. That's good. 
So tonight, tonight I'm going to be chatting a little bit about meeting the needs of people around us. And I've got this tag that, I, that I'll be saying throughout the, the message, but kindness is the preset intention of the heart to bless others, expecting nothing in return. So kindness is the preset intention of the heart to bless others, expecting nothing in return. So it's a decision that's already made to bless others without expectation of gaining something to benefit yourself in return. And I want to ask you, when was the last time that you did something to benefit someone else and didn't expect anything in return from them? Just think on that. I was reading an article this week, and it was, uh, have you heard about Give a Little? Give a Little. It's a, it's a crowdfunding page. And crowdfunding just means you put up a good cause, and people can jump on and donate and pledge money to it. Uh, and there's been a bunch of things that happened, but this, this uh, article was talking a little bit about how generous some New Zealanders have been. And um, I'll, ta- I'll give, you, give you some of the numbers about what has, what's been happening with it. Uh, but $50 million has been pledged since 2008 when it first started. So... These are causes, people put things up and you go, all right, I'm going to donate to that. I'll give you a couple of examples in a minute. 673,222 pledges or donations have been made. And then two point, you might have heard this one recently, it was all over the news um, or over the news and on social media, 2.28 million was raised for an Able Tasman beach. Now, does anyone know where the Able Tasman is? All right, cool. So New Zealand, we've got two islands, one island here one island here. Cool. North Island, South Island. I'm actually from Christchurch. Well, okay, there's, there's actually... I'm from Christchurch. Christchurch is in the South Island. So that's the bottom one. North Island, South Island. We're in the South, uh, North Island at the moment. And we're in Hamilton. Good. I'm just, I'm just putting a bit of context around this. So Abel Tasman is North, West. So North, West, of the South Island. Top of the South Island, on the western side. Um, incredible place. I just, put, just, I just wanted to help some people out because I know you wanted to learn something tonight, so there we go. So the top three uh, donations made or pledges made from a number of people, uh, this Abel Tasman site was going up for private sale and 2.28 million was raised for that. That's pretty incredible. For the Nepal earthquake response, it was $368,000. For Lucy and family, Lucy was someone who tried to stop an elderly woman being mugged and she uh, was brain damaged, pushed over and brain damaged in the attempt. Uh, she was given $270,000, was raised for their family uh, to help with petrol and food, like well beyond what they were expecting uh, or needed, but that was incredible. So from this, I was, I was looking at that and saying, wow, Kiwis are happy as to help a good cause. We're happy as to, to put money into a, a good cause. And I'm like, that's awesome. But it got me thinking, how do we go about meeting, like this is talking about me and us individually, how do we go about meeting the needs of the people around us in our general day lives, everyday lives? Because it's easy to go, sweet, that's a, that's a beach, and it's a nice beach. This beach, I've been to it, and it's a beautiful beach, and I'm glad that it's uh, dock land now. But how often do I go about my everyday life and meet the needs and the opportunities that come up around me? Let's delve into it. I just want to read a couple of stories that I found on the internet about people revealing uh, or releasing kindness to those in need. This one is simply titled, A Family's Food Angel. 
While going through a divorce, my mother fretted over her new worries. No income, the same bills, and no way to afford groceries. It was about this time that she started finding boxes of food outside our door every morning. This went on for months until she was able to land a job. We never did find out who left, us the, who left the groceries for us, but they truly saved our lives. And another story goes, my granddaughter's dress. I saw a dress in a shop window that I knew my granddaughter would love, but my money was tight. So I asked the store owner if she could hold it for me. May I dry, buy the dress for you? Not dry the dress, buy the dress for you, asked another customer. Thank you, but I can't accept such a gracious gift, I said. Then she told me why it was so important for her to help me. She'd been homeless for three years, she said, and had it not been for the kindness of strangers, she wouldn't have been able to survive. I'm no longer homeless. My situation has improved, and I promised myself that I would repay the kindness so, that so many had shown me. She paid for the, for the dress and would accept no payment in return. It's crazy to think that as we impact strangers' lives, as we share kindness, as we meet the need of those around us, how much impact that actually has. I think we underestimate that. So the kind... Are you still there? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Is this, is this too heavy? Is this a bit deep for everyone? <laughs> kindness is the preset intention of the heart to bless others, expecting nothing in return. So on the screen, we're going to jump to... Acts 3, verse 1 through to 11. And if you've got your Bibles there, jump over to it. Acts 3, 1 to 11. We're going to read through this, and then I'm going to break it down a little bit and going to talk about how do we go about uh, expressing kindness and meeting the needs of those around us. Cool. Follow with me. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in a 3 o'clock prayer service or prayer gathering if they were here today. As they approached the temple... A man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. <laughs> the lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up. And walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went to the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. They realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate. They were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade where, there was a, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. It's good, eh? Does God heal today is the take-home question. Sheridan will share later. But you can be ready for that when it does come. Kindness is the preset intention of the heart to bless others not expecting anything in return. Why? Well, in Matthew 10, 8, we see Jesus saying, freely as you have received, so freely give. We've received so much freely from God, so freely give. We're undeserving, yet God's given us 
so much freely. So into Acts. In this first verse, we see that Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon. So they were going about their daily lives. This wasn't anything special. This wasn't anything extra. This wasn't the, you know, once a year go to the temple, get it done for the year. Yeah, all right, Christians, look at us go. No, this was part of what they usually do. They were going about their daily lives. What do you do throughout your day? We've all got places we go, people we see. I go to Wintech, I study, uh, I work here at church, I play squash, I do other things. What do you do? You go about your daily life. You interact with people that I don't interact with. We each have different spheres of influence that we all go to. Jumping down into verse 4, Peter and John looked at him intently and said, Look at us. Verse 5, the lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. As we go about our daily lives, as Peter and John were going about their daily lives, they recognized the need around them. They recognized that there was a man who was lame and he was begging for money. So often I reckon I can go around about my daily life doing what I do, just the normal stuff, and so often you see the need, but ignore it. Am I the only human here? Or... Yeah, three of us. Okay. Or I might just sit down. <laughs> no. I go about my daily life and I see need ab about me. I see need around me, but I ignore it. I'm not proud to say that, but that happens. That happens in my life. And you know, it's easy to ignore need. And it's easy to place the blame back on them and say, well, they've put themselves in this situation. <laughs> but this was an interesting thought I had today. Imagine if God had done that to us when we'd sinned. Oh, that hurts. Imagine if God had said, actually, you guys have screwed up, so you guys need to sort yourselves out. Kind of sucks. That would kind of suck. Yeah. It would. It really would. But that wasn't God's response, so should that be ours? We are quiet. Do we need to revisit the start and just talk about what you can say? Come on. It's good. Say something else. Come on. All opportunities. But I find it is easy to ignore. It is easy to place the blame on others. This was something challenging I read in Proverbs. Proverbs 28, 27. It says, whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing. Or whoever gives to the needy will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. As we go about our daily lives and we see the need about us, do we close our eyes to poverty? Do we close our eyes to the needy? Then what's the result from that? You know, these are parts of Scripture that I go, oh, I wish maybe I'd missed that one. <laughs> you know, maybe it would have been easier. But as I go about my daily life, Am I meeting the need of those around me? Let me read Proverbs 28, 27 again, just so you can feel the pain I'm in. Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. Kindness is the preset intention of the heart to bless others, expecting nothing in return. And verse 6, Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. But I'll give you what I have. Let's just pause it there for a moment. 
I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. Peter and John knew what they were able to give. They knew what they had and what they didn't have. They knew that they didn't have gold or silver. They didn't have money. They're like, right, mate, we don't have money to give you. But what we do have, we will give you. And I think so often as we go about our daily lives, I'm trying to make this about us because it is about us. As we go about our daily lives, it seems so easy to go, look, I'd love to meet the need around me, but I'm not sure how. I don't know what tools, I don't know what skills, I don't know what I could give. I don't know what I could do to meet the need of these people around me. That's such a, that's what goes through my mind. Oh, look, I'd love to help. I'd love to stop. This is what I did the other day. I, I went past a, um, I think it was a broken down car. I was like, oh, they look all right. Do they need help? No. I, oh, I'm. Who's done that? I've done that a few times recently. And I've been like, oh, maybe actually. Owen, Owen was telling me uh, recently, he, he, you always try to stop for someone who's broken down. Yeah, good man. Hey, this, is, this is a preset intention of the heart to help, to bless others, expecting nothing in return. That's a great example of it. Owen, cheers for the example. But Peter and John knew what they had to give. They knew what they were able to give. Not knowing what we can give can be a hindrance, even if we want to help. But I ask you the question, what do you have to give? And this is something I think that we all should be reflecting on. What do I have that I can give, that I can use to bless people around me, people who need it, people who are in need? Do I have time, time to volunteer? Where could you volunteer? In the community, yeah. Soup kitchens, yeah, there's lots of places I'm sure you could volunteer. Church is a great place to volunteer. There's always opportunities to, to serve in areas like kids or youth or uh, intermediates, host team on band. In the community, there's lots of opportunities to volunteer. Do you have time? You may be a student. Or maybe you've got money. Maybe you're working. Maybe you've got a little bit more money you can throw around that you can meet people's needs with. Maybe you have skills. Maybe you've got a certain set of skills that you can use to hunt people down and talk to them <laughs> about Jesus with. You know, who knows? But what do you have that you can give? This is not something that, that you just sit back and go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, next time, next time maybe I'll do something about it. The whole idea of, of sharing God's kindness and love with people is you actually have to do a bit of work. You have to go, well, actually, what do I have to give? What has God placed in within me to sow out into the people around me? I was chatting with Jared, my flatmate, recently, and he was, he was just going, oh, you know, I see all these, I see all these people, you know, begging for money and stuff and uh, around five crossroads because we live, we live in this area. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, I just want to, I just want to, I want to do something, but I don't know what. But anyway, he, he popped down to Pack and Save and got a bunch of gift cards. Um, and these are gift cards just to give to, to people as he, as he pleases. But this is his way of saying, what can I do to meet the need around me? What can I do? All right. I see there's a need here. I'm not okay with that need. I see there's a need. I'm not okay with it. Sweet. You know, some, sometimes that's where we stop. I see the need. I'm not okay with it. But Jared's gone. I see the need. I'm not okay with it. What do I have to give? All right. What can I give? I'm going to do that. 
That's incredible. Yeah, and good on you, Jared. That, that's, that's awesome. <clears throat> but he's seen the need, <clears throat> and he's doing what he can to meet it wherever he goes. Kindness is a preset intention of the heart to bless others, expecting nothing in return. In, verse, uh, in the end of verse 6, it says, In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. As he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. They met the need. They met the immediate need around them. And the really interesting thing was, what was, the, what was the man looking for? What was the guy begging? What was he looking for? Money. He was looking for money. But how did they respond? Healing. Exactly. Shot Owen. They responded with healing. This guy was looking for a natural blessing. But they responded in turn with a spiritual blessing. So often, people can be looking for what the natural blessing is. And... And the funny thing was, if they'd given him a copper coin or, or a gold coin or a silver coin, that would have solved his immediate needs. That would have influenced his immediate future. He would have had food. He might have had a place to go and stay, you know, stuff like that. That was his immediate future. But what they did was they released God's kindness in a supernatural way which influenced his destiny. You see, by speaking to someone's immediate needs and giving them money, that's going to get them through a few days. But as disciples of Christ, we have the authority and the power to speak to someone's spiritual needs and to speak to needs in a spiritual way that will actually influence their destiny. Is anyone else excited about this? No, God has entrusted us. He's entrusted us with the authority to reveal his goodness to the world, to reveal his kindness. You know, the more I go on Christianity, the more more I realize how simple it is. Be kind to people. That's pretty simple, eh? Be kind to people. Meet the needs around me. Share God's love. And don't just do good works for the sake of it. Do it through God, because of God. In tune with the Holy Spirit. This lame man was looking for a natural blessing, but what he received was a supernatural blessing. And this altered the course of his destiny. Think about that. What could you do as you go, as you go about your daily life that would alter the course of someone else's destiny? We all have the opportunities around us. It's whether we want to or not. Kindness is the preset intention of the heart to bless others, expecting nothing in return. What did Peter and John receive from, from this man? Nothing. In Galatians 6.10 it says, Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Everyone. Not just some people. Everyone. In verse 8, it goes on to say, He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. 
When they realized he was the lame beggar that they had seen so often in the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and to John. Do you know what happens when we meet the need of those around us? God is glorified. We see the kingdom of God released. And you know, when the kingdom of God is released, if the kingdom of God is released over here on Wayne, is Wayne just going to go, oh, cool, that was awesome? Or is that, actually, is that going to have a ripple effect? It says in the word here that people came running. People were absolutely astounded. They rushed because this man who was lame, this man who couldn't work, was suddenly walking. You know, that's an incredible testimony. There was an incredible miracle that just happened. But when the kingdom of God is released, people rush. People come running. Because it's an incredible thing. It truly is. And it says further on, I think it was in chapter 4, that um, the the numbers of of Christians in the city grew to 5,000. People believed because they saw the living testimony of someone that Peter and John spoke to as they went about their daily lives. As you go about your daily lives, how are you meeting the needs of people around you? As you go about your daily lives, as I go about my daily life, Wednesday as I go into Wintech, how am I meeting the needs of those around me? What am I doing? What skills do I have? What time do I have? What opportunities do I have to meet the needs of people around me. Guys, if we can capture hold of this thing, Hamilton's going to look a very different place. Hamilton's going to look a very different place. (laughs) Kindness is a dangerous thing. If we can capture hold of being kind to people, that's going to shift something massive. They'll overflow into New Zealand. I'm just assuming you're going, oh, these are deep questions. (laughs) I think Luke's just tired. (laughs) What can you do? How can you release God's kindness to those who are in need around you? Can I encourage you not to leave here today without giving this some thought? Not to just walk out and go, cool, yeah, I'm just going to go about my daily life now. Can I really encourage you to go, how can I, just as I do what I normally do. Because I think that's what God calls us to do. As we go about our lives, how can we release his kindness? How can we do that? How can you do that? You know, if we look to Jesus, he's the greatest kindness of all. If we think about what I said earlier about if God said to us, you guys get yourselves out of this mess, how screwed would we be? Yeah, real screwed. It wouldn't have been a good time. In Titus 3, 4 to 5, it says, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. It was because of God's kindness and love because of his kindness and love. And tonight, I don't know where you're at with God. I don't know if you're in a a place of going, yeah, come on. How can I release God's kindness and love wherever I go? 
Or maybe you go, hey, Pete, I don't know what you're talking about or what you're meaning here. I want to take a moment to, to give you the opportunity to respond to Jesus in a way of saying, actually, I want to know what it is to know the one who showed me such great kindness, the one who would die on the cross as Muller so well explained. It is finished. It was finished when Jesus gave his life for us. So could everyone just bow their heads and close their eyes? And I'm not going to draw this out. I'm going to make it real simple. If you feel a tug on your heart to respond to this, if you want to begin and continue this journey with God and find out what it means to live your life to the full, what it means to live your life outside of the oppression of sin that so seeks to hold us back and entangle us and hold us down, I want you to give me a real quick wave just as eyes are closed and heads are bowed. Give me a quick wave. Awesome. Awesome, guys, I've seen three hands. Give me a quick wave. Awesome, guys, I can pop your hands down. Main, guys, I've seen four hands. If you put your hand up, someone will come and chat with you at the end, which is fantastic. But hey, church, why don't we give these guys a, a, an awesome hand? Thanks. And they're going to chat with you a little bit about what it means to live your life as a Christian, but what does it mean to journey with Jesus? Because it's all about relationship. It's not about doing the day-to-day -day stuff. It's about living a relationship. But to us all here who, if you haven't responded, I'm, I assumed you're walking with Jesus. I hope you're walking with Jesus if you haven't responded. The key through all of this is the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter and John were in tune with the Holy Spirit. They were connected and they were uh, obedient to the Holy Spirit. And they, I think they flowed so easily to meet the needs of someone around them and meet the spiritual needs where this guy was at, call, uh, pulling up and saying, come on, man, walk. I think they met these needs because they were so in tune with the Holy Spirit and they knew the power in which they operated. And tonight, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, because I believe if we want to show God's kindness to the world, if we want to release God's kindness here in Hamilton, if we want to meet the needs of people around us as we go to work, as we go around our, about our days, we need Holy Spirit in us. We need Holy Spirit walking with us, guiding us, empowering us, and challenging us. If you haven't received Holy Spirit, uh, tonight I actually want to encourage you to come up the front, and I want to pray for you. I want some leaders to pray for you as well. And um, yeah, pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, that God would fill you uh, with a sense and a real desire to meet the needs of those around you, not to be okay with seeing the need and letting it go, but to meet the needs. If you're here tonight and you're like, yeah, actually, that's good, Pete, but I've, I've been filled by the Holy Spirit. I'd encourage you to come up and be refreshed. Let Him minister to you. Allow Him to stir you up. Because guys, if, if we can go out of here tonight, each of us carrying a sense of how am I going to influence, how am I going to meet the needs of people around me and expect nothing in return from them, we're going to make an awesome impact this week. If you go on tomorrow, public holiday, if you go on to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 
Saturday, next Sunday? How can I meet the needs of people around me? I'm pressing this because this is important. I want us to catch this. How can you, as you go about your daily life, meet the needs of those around you and expect nothing in return? So as we go about our daily lives, look for the need that God has placed in front of you and meet it with what He has given you. If each of us can capture hold of what it means to release kindness wherever we go, then we will see the kingdom of God released over Hamilton and over New Zealand. Bless you guys. Thanks, Peter. It's great. You know, we don't have to do that bigger things sometimes either. I don't know if you uh, saw the Herald, I think it was today or yesterday. In the, the biggest paper in the country is a story that says, uh, student lost wallet and had it returned to them with $10 in it. And then it showed the story of a girl who'd find, found his wallet. He was freaking out. He had lost it, had his student ID card in it. He was going to do an exam and everything. So he was freaking out. She finds his wallet, returns it to him with an extra $10 note in it and says, hey, why don't you get yourself a hot chocolate or something? Stay warm this winter. How easy is that? And it makes a national newspaper. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's part of everyday life, isn't it? Fantastic. It's exciting. Well done, Pete. Great. Well done. How about giving Peter another hand? Very good. Very good. Well, as we, we start to wrap up, um, I just want to let you know if you've been praying for Geneva, she's gone home this afternoon, so that's outstanding. It's very, very good from the hospital, so we're very, very pleased to hear of her rapid improve, which is great. And, yeah, nice to have Eli with us today, wherever he is, back from Auckland for a few days. Great. Well... going through my little list of things as we finish. The question to discuss this week, does God still heal today? It's a good discussion. Talk about that one over supper tonight. That'll be a good question. I just answered the question for you, I think, with Geneva. So there you go. There you go. And don't forget to be purposed in our giving on the way out. Well, Peter made an invitation as we finish. If you want to be baptised filled with the Holy Spirit, refreshed in the Holy Spirit. How do you know if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Well, the simple answer is, and according to the Scriptures, you speak in tongues. That's the simple answer. And we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you look through the Scriptures, the examples time and time and time again that are after people were filled with the Holy Spirit, their lives changed radically. They were filled with boldness. They were filled with power. They were filled with conviction and purpose to do the things of God. And if we're trying to live the life He's called us to live and you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's kind of like being out there with your engine only half working properly. And according to Scripture, and we see again example after example, being filled with the Holy Spirit was a subsequent event generally to coming into relationship with Christ 
people found relationship with Jesus, then they were filled with the Holy Spirit to empower them to live the life and outwork the call that He had for them. And I want to invite you to come out the front. Someone will come and stand and pray with you as we sing at the end now. And, uh, you know, go into the week fully charged. Go into the week full of the Holy Spirit. Go into the week knowing that the power of God is in you and on you. And we can go on purpose to do what He's asked us to do. Good? Great. Why don't we jump up on our feet? Thanks, Ben. Do you want to lead us in song? And I pray that you have a great week. I pray that wherever you are and whenever you're there, we will be like Jesus. And uh, I encourage you, come on down the front. Let someone pray with you.
Have a great week. If you'd like someone to pray with you, feel free to come on down the front.